Okay. A few seconds and we're going live. Or just point your finger when we're live. Okay, we're ready. All right. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Voice Church Virtual Bible Study. I'm Bishop Andrew Best, and I'm so glad that you are with us tonight. We are going to jump right into Bible study. We've been talking about dominion. If this is your first, second, or third time, we welcome you. If you're watching over the World Wide Web, we're glad that you're here, and we're glad that you took the time to jump in. We're going to have a little bit of Bible study. We're going to study the Word of God tonight because we believe it's the Word of God. All things are held together by the Word of the Lord. Amen. We are the Voice Church because Everything that God does, he does it with his voice. And everything that you and I will ever do in this life, we will do it with our voice. Amen. Amen. You, by your words, you are established. By your words, you are condemned. Death and life lie in the power of your tongue. It's all about what you say. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. It matters what you say. There's an old proverb that says, the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't, they are both right. <laughs> so it matters what you say. Amen. What do you say about God? What do you say about you? What do you say about uh, God's uh, purpose over your life? Do you agree or do you disagree? Amen. When you agree with what God says, you release the power of God in your life. When you disagree with what God says, God gives you over to yourself <laughs> and lets you come up with the, with the consequences that you come up with. And there's enough, on, enough of us on here tonight that can testify that our own consequences are not good. Come on, somebody help me testify right there. Just wave your hand if you know that your own consequences are not good. Just wave your hand. All right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pray. Elder Holloway is going to pray for us, and then we're going to take off in the word. God bless you as you pray on the highway. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you, O oh God, for this time of coming together, coming to hear what you have to say to us through your servant, Bishop Best, O oh God. We pray, Father, that you be glorified during this session, that we have ears to hear you like never before. We pray that you will move by your power, move excuse me, moved by your spirit during this during this time of study. Give us the revelation. Give us the understanding, God. You know all that we need to hear. So anoint our spiritual ears afresh and anew that we may hear you as never before. We thank you for the revelation that will come forth. We thank you for the understanding and healing, deliverance, and whatever it is that you purpose to manifest during this time of study. And even after, as we continue to meditate upon your word, use your servant like never before. Lord, Lord God, that, that your will may be done and that we may hear from heaven as never before. And we thank you for it, even now in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. We give God praise. Come on, everybody, grab your Bibles. Lift it up in the air. Let me see them. Come on, lift those Bibles up. Lift those Bibles up. Let's make our confession as we go into the word of God tonight. All right, repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I am a believer and not a doubter. 
I am a doer and not just a hearer. My life is the better after having heard the living, moving word of the living God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my spirit is receptive. My mind is alert. And I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hope you believed it. I hope you said that with your heart. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to go into this uh, further lesson about dominion tonight. And uh, I'm going to, um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do a, or the next couple of lessons, should I say, going to do a breakdown. On next Wednesday, we will not have Bible study. On next Wednesday, we will not have Bible study. So everybody make that note. Um, we will not be in Bible study on next Wednesday. All right. So uh, it's important for you all to note that. All right. Uh, we're going to do over the next couple of lessons. We're going to do a uh, breakdown of the word dominion into an acronym. All right. That's when you take each letter of the word and it. Each letter corresponds to something that we're going to learn about dominion. So everybody write down in your notes, write dominion. Um, and we're going to take each letter and we're going to break it down so that you can understand further what dominion is. Does anybody have any questions? First of all, first of all, before we get started, any questions? Anyone, anyone, any questions, anybody? All right. All right. All right. Praise God. All right, so we talked about just a little quick review what dominion is. It means to uh, rule, to be in charge. It means government and control. It means command. What we heard on the prayer call this morning, we thank God for our fast, by the way. Uh, anybody hungry besides me? <laughs> I'm drinking this water like. <laughs> I'm drinking this water like it's, like it's a good Pepsi at a cookout. My goodness. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, to be in charge, to command authority, um, power and control over something. That's what dominion is. Uh, we talked about how dominion only works when it is in the will of God. Um, dominion is all about you knowing who you are in Christ. Amen. It's about, about your identity in Christ. You cannot walk in dominion. You cannot function in dominion if you don't know who you are in Christ. Amen. And it's through Christ that we lay hold on his promises and we possess them until the day of Jesus Christ, until the day of Jesus Christ. All right. Um, let's say that again. I can do what the word says I can do. Everybody say that. I can do what the word says I can do. I can have what the word says I can have. I can be what the word says I can be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We give God all the praise and all the glory. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Let's see. Um, turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter one. I want to I want to throw this wasn't in there, but this wasn't our end lesson, but I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to throw it in. Philippians chapter one. Let's go to verse number six. Philippians chapter one and verse number 
six. Somebody that has it, go ahead and read it for me, please. I have it. Go ahead. Reading out of the King James translation. And it says, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He's begun a good work in you. Listen to the Amplified. I'm convinced and confident of this very thing. He who's begun a good work in you uh, will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. So this dominion is something that we're going to function and flow in until the day of Jesus Christ. All right. So write that down in your notes. We're going to be functioning and flowing in dominion until the day of Jesus Christ. All right, we can do what the word says we can do. We can have what the word says we can have. We can be what the word says we can be because it's only uh, in the word of God or the will of God. The word of God and the will of God are one and the same. That's probably somewhere in your notes way back, but write it again. The word of God and the will of God are one and the same. The word of God and the will of God are one and the same. So based on the word of God, we can lay hold to God's promises and we can possess them. You can have them. You can live in them. You can walk in them. You can function in the promises of Christ until the day of Jesus Christ. When Jesus comes again, there'll be no more need for the promises of God because the promises of God are for this lifetime. They're for this lifetime. Amen. Once we get to the, the next lifetime, once we get to uh, the place where we are uh, with Christ, we won't need preaching anymore. We won't need promises anymore because we will be with him. We will be, he says, I go to prepare to prepare a place for you. And where I go, um, whether I go to prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, ye may be also. All right. So that means you will, we will be in him. We will be with him and in him. All right. That's, uh, that's what we've talked about so far. And so many other things that we've uh, talked about. Uh, I don't have time to review everything. But that's just a little short synopsis. All right, so let's go into this acronym of dominion. Let's start with the D, all right? The D stands for discover your source of dominion. Discover your source of dominion. All right, let me assign some scripture here because I, I don't feel like doing all this reading tonight. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. Y'all gonna have to help me here. All right, let's start with Sister Wanda Wallace. You get for me Ephesians chapter one, verse 19, Sister Wanda. Ephesians chapter one. Uh, verse 19. Uh, praise him always. You get from me, uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Elder Holloway, would you get please 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 3. Elder Charlene Robinson, would you get for me, please? Uh, Romans 10 and 17. Romans 10 and 17. Elder Evelyn, if you get for me, please, Matthew chapter 4. Verse 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. Sister Vivian, good to see you on here. Would you get for me, please, Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. Sister Rolanda Ramos, would you get for me, please, John chapter 15, verse 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. Um, let's see. Uh, Sister Antoinette, if you could get for me, please. Um, Colossians chapter one, verse 18, Colossians chapter one, verse 18. 
Dr. Woods, if you would get please Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. All right, and we will uh, stop right there for now. All right, the D is discover your source of dominion. Ephesians chapter one, verse 19, please. Ready, read. Okay. I'm coming out of King James translation. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Okay, we need a little context. So go back to verse, uh, go back to verse 16 and read down through 19, please. Okay. Cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us with who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And this is what Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus. He's telling them that I'm praying that your eyes will be open and that you will know these things. You will know uh, these things that are available to you. The Amplifier says, so you will begin to know what is the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. This is what's in you. Those, those of you who are believers, those of you who have given your heart to the Lord, this is what is in you. Uh, you have a, a immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his active and spiritual power who is in you. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. So this all comes about uh, the source of your dominion comes about from God's mighty strength all right so that's that's where your source comes from you he is your source we have dominion he's given it to us but he's the source of dominion somebody say that with me he is the source of my dominion say that he is the source of my dominion amen glory to god god bless you god bless you god bless you all right so uh another thing that he did for us uh with this dominion piece is he gave us keys he gave us keys these keys uh, keys are made to lock things and unlock things. When I came home today, I unlocked my door. I, I, I unlocked the garage. I unlocked the door to get into the house. And I uh, 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 unlock, you, you, you turn the alarm on, you turn the alarm off and you do these things for protection. So he gives, he gives us these keys. Uh, who has for us Matthew 16, 19? I do. Reading from the NIV translation, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. He gives us these keys, and the point of these keys is to lock and unlock things. If we're going to have dominion, then we've got to have access. <laughs> if we're going to control stuff, then we need access. We need to be able to lock and unlock some things. And I want you to understand that you have the opportunity, you have the ability as a believer to lock and unlock some stuff. Oh, that's real good right there. That's real good. right there. The, the source of our dominion is Christ, but he's given it to us. Amen. He says, I give you the keys. Did you get that, did you get that part? 
That's why I read that scripture. He says, I give it to you. <laughs> He's the source of it. We didn't just get it because uh, we won the lottery. We didn't get it because we deserved it. We didn't get it because because uh, somebody else gave it to us. He gave us the keys. The keys came from him. Glory to God. So our power and our source uh, of dominion, uh, it comes from heaven through Jesus Christ, not through human ability. On without With your own human ability, you cannot have dominion. But from Christ, from Jesus Christ, amen, it comes from heaven. The source of dominion is heaven, and it comes through Jesus Christ. Everybody say that. Say the source of dominion is heaven. The source of dominion is heaven. And it comes from Jesus Christ. And it comes from Jesus Christ. All right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Can everybody mute your phone, please, for me? I would appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. So that's the source. That's the source of our dominion. That's the D. Num the O, the O, dominion. The o, the second letter of dominion is O. And the O stands for obtain knowledge on the effective use of your weapons. Obtain knowledge on the effective use of your weapons. Obtain knowledge on the effective use of your weapons. So since the conflict is spiritual, since the challenges are spiritual, then our weapons are also spiritual. The things that we deal with, things that we're, that we're, that we're having challenges with, that we're fighting against, they're spiritual, so the weapons have to be spiritual. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. 10, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And this is from the New King James Translation. Keep going, verse 4. For, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Thank you so much. The Amplified says, though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. We are not using the weapons of man. Listen, you can't take out an AKA-47 or, or a Glock or a, 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 a 9 or a 57. You, you can't take out a, a Smith & Wesson and shoot the devil. I wish we could. <laughs> I wish you could just shoot him. Just walk up to a point-blank range, just blow the brakes, just bam, just take them all out of here. I wish we could do that, but we can't do that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural, but they're mighty through God. Oh, my goodness. They're mighty through God, through the pull. And God, remember, God is the source of, the, of the, our dominion, all right? He's the source of it, all right? So conflict is not, uh, the conflict is spiritual, so our weapons have to be spiritual. And we need effective, fervent prayer, but we cannot have that prayer without the Holy Spirit. We cannot pray like we should without the Holy Spirit. All right. Um, there's another scripture I want to add in here. Uh, let me see here. All right. Uh, James chapter five. Everybody turn there. James chapter five. Get it quickly. In verse number 16. James chapter 5, verse number 16. And this is what it says. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
Amplified says, confess your sins one to another, your false steps, your offenses. Pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. So that means simply uh, we have to learn how to use these weapons, our effective, get some knowledge on how to use our effective weapons. Prayer is an effective weapon. Oh, yeah. You, you can't you can't use uh, guns and knives and and natural things. We got to use spiritual weapons and prayer is one of them. Cannot walk in dominion without prayer. And we got to know the word. Everybody write that down. Big, bold letters. We got to know the word. When we are attacked by the devil, when we are attacked by the enemy, the word should be coming out of your mouth. The word should be coming out of your mouth. I, I have so much, um, <laughs> uh, so much word in me. I remember one time I got in, in, in an argument with somebody. And instead of cussing them out, I just shook my head and I said, you, you uncircumcised Philistine. <laughs> just the, the word just came out of me. I didn't cuss them out. I called them the uncircumcised Philistine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when the, when the devil attacks you, the word should come out of you. Amen. You guys should have so much word in you that the word comes out. Matthew chapter four, verse one through 11. Who has that? Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. Who has it? I have it. And I'll be reading from, I was going to use the Amplified, but that's long. So I'll be reading from the um, King James. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and sitteth him on a pentacle of the temple and saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and their hands that they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Amen. Thank you so much for, for saying that. Um, as you can see, uh, every time the devil attacked Jesus, he came back with the word. He came back with the word, he came back with the word, he came back with the word. He had so much word in him uh, that that's all um, that's all the devil is scared of is the word. 
<laughs> he's scared of a praying person. He's scared of people that got the word. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So obtain knowledge, people got an effective use of your weapons. Um, uh, let the word come out of your mouth when you are attacked by the enemy. Psalm uh, uh, 119 and 11. Who has that? Psalm 119 and 11. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> One nineteen and verse eleven. Um, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, and that's the NIV. Amen. Amen. Hitting your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Um, so that uh, uh, the attack should provoke the word out of you. Thy word have I hidden in my heart. I will not sin against thee. So if the word is hidden in your heart, when the attack comes, it should provoke the word. It should provoke the word to come out of you. Um, in psychology, they teach you something about fight or flight. They teach you about the response of, of, a, of a person when you're startled or when you are attacked or when you are uh, uh, when something sudden happens to you. You have you have one or two of the reactions. Either you fight <laughs> or you run. <laughs> you do one or the other. All right. Based upon just, I guess, personality, all kinds of different things that determine what you do. All right. But when we are attacked as believers, we should have so much word in us that the attack should provoke the word to come out. Oh my goodness. The attack should provoke that word. The word that's in your heart, that's hidden in your heart, it should provoke that word to come out of you. And the Bible says it will cause us to do exploits. We will do exploits. Do you know what exploits are? Exploits are when you, uh, when you do something and you exploit something, you, you, you get the full use of the, the, uh, the full benefit of you, you exploit something, you, you you're bold and you're daring about it. That's what an exploit is. Yeah. Bold and daring. You get the full use, full benefit. All right. All of this happens by faith. Who has Romans 10 and 17? I do. And I'm reading from the new King James translation. So then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm Thank you. Thank you so much. That's how we get faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. Amen. Let me go to the next scripture. Uh, let's see. That's Romans 10 and 17. We do all this by faith. John 15 and 7. John 15 and 7. Who has that? Where's John 15 and 7? Did I assign John 15 and 7? All right. I thought I did, but let's turn to it. John 15 and 7. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. 
highlight that first portion. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. So we won't build faith until, faith in you will not build until you abide in the source. <laughs> if you abide in me and I abide in you. When you abide in the source, that's when faith uh, in you can build. Amen, amen, amen. So the D is discover your source of dominion. The O is obtain knowledge on the effective use of your weapons. Let's go to the M, the M. The M in dominion is maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. By the way, let me give you the scripture where uh, the scripture speaks about exploits. It's Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. It says, uh, the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That's what it says, all right? People who know their God. That, it goes back to that identity in Christ again. You gotta know God. You gotta know your God. Know who he is. Know what he's capable of. There's nothing too hard for God. Is there anything too hard for our God? No, nothing. Nothing's too hard for him. So when you know your God, you will be strong. You will walk in dominion and you will do exploits, all right? The M, the M stands for maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. The body of Christ is a closely divine, uh, divinely knit relationship with Christ. That's why it's called the body of Christ, the body of Christ. We, it's, a, it's a divine relationship, all right? And it's a, it's a living, moving Organism. It's not an organization. It's an organism. It's an organism. It's a living thing. The body of Christ is a living, moving thing. Who has Colossians 1 and 18, please? I do. I'm reading from King James translation. Um, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence. Uh -huh. One more time, one more time, one more time. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. It's an amplified. He is also the head, the life source and leader of the body. He's the leader the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will occupy the first place. He will stand supreme and be preeminent in everything. All right, so uh, he's the head of the body. He's the head of the church, according to Colossians 1 and 18. Scripture says that the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. I don't care what happens. Let me tell you what's going to happen to the church. The true church of Jesus Christ ain't going nowhere, honey. I promise you that. Matthew 16, 15 through 20, who has? I have it um, from the New King James translation. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church 
and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Thank you so much. Um, so you can see there that the gates of hell, literally when he, uh, Peter got this revelation of who he was, when he got the revelation, when he articulated the revelation, uh, he tells him that on this rock or on this revelation, I will build the church. The church is built on the revelation of who Christ is. And because there's people in the earth that know who he is, guess what that means? <laughs> church ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. Because once you know, you know. Once you know, you know. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the gates of hell will not prevail, uh, prevail against the church. And we have to maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. All right. Now, this one's going to throw you a little bit. This, this piece of the puzzle uh, in the category of M, maintaining the body, your relationship with the body of Christ. This is one way you maintain your relationship. All right. This is going to catch some of y'all off guard. Y'all going to say, what does this have to do with maintaining your relationship? I promise some of y'all going to say that, but I, it does. I'm going to break it down for you. All right. Ready? Want to hear it? Here it go. Paying your tithes maintains your relationship with the body. <laughs> Woohoo! Y'all didn't see that coming. <laughs> when you actually return your tithe, it maintains your relationship with the body of Christ. This is the only scripture in the whole Bible where God said, "Prove me." It's the only one. Only one. All right, and. Uh, so many of us struggle in this area. We struggle. We struggle. The Bible says you can't, you can't serve God and mammon. I explained on the prayer call that the body and the flesh are not necessarily the same thing. The flesh is the spirit that uses the body. Mammon and money are not necessarily the same thing. Mammon is the spirit that uses money. Money in itself is not bad. The Bible said money answers all purposes. But the love of it, <laughs> the love of it, when you refuse to release it, oh, my God, that's when it becomes bad. All right? And if you're feeling guilty, I hope the Holy Spirit convicts you until you write that time check tonight, honey. Glory to God. Amen. Because this is one way you maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. And I want to tell somebody on here, God, listen, God does not hold back on us. He wakes us up every day. He gives us strength. He gives us mercy. Despite our mistakes, despite how many times we fall, he's always there for us. So why do we have a problem trusting him? Why do we have an issue trusting him? Let's turn to Malachi. Y'all know the famous scripture in Malachi. Chapter number three. Malachi chapter three, verse number six. For I am the Lord, I change not. See, there it is right there. I told you, God is always there. He don't change. Hebrew says he the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Glory to God. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Because he don't change is the reason why you and I are not consumed. 
Good God of mine. <laughs> because he's loving always. Because he's merciful always. Because he's gracious always. Because he's long-suffering always. The, the fruit of the Spirit are fruits that the Spirit produces. The Holy Spirit doesn't teach us to, have, to, to produce fruit that he don't produce. <laughs> he produces the fruit first. And then he teaches us how to have it. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. The Holy Spirit has that with us. God has that for us. He does not change. And because of it, we are not consumed. Even from the days of your father, verse 7, you have gone away from our ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me. Return unto my body. And I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you say, wherein shall we return? How are we going to return? Will a man rob God? Did you rob me? Where? Uh, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes. And, uh, and uh, in offerings. <laughs> I felt Baptist right there. And uh, <laughs> we robbed him. We robbed him. We robbed him. We robbed him. All right. And now here, here, I've explained this before, but what does a robber do? A robber is different than a thief. The Bible says the devil comes like a thief. That means he comes in undetected. He tries to get in unnoticed. He tries to creep in and deceive his way in. But a robber walks right into the corner store, right in there. Daylight, bold daylight, 12 noon. Takes the gun out and puts the gun right up in the man's face and says, give me all the money in the cash register. That's what a robber does. That's what a robber does. All right. And the Bible says we rob him. We, we put it right in his face. Some of us get in the car that we that we prayed for. <laughs> we prayed for God to give it to us and God gave it to us. And then we don't honor him. We live in the houses and the spaces that God gave to us. And then we don't honor him. We put on the clothes that God gave to us. And then we don't honor him. We eat the food that God gave to us. And then we don't honor him. We step right over top of the blessings that he gave us and forget all about the one who gave it to us. And when God says honor him in a tithe, it's a way to maintain the relationship with the body, but it's also a way to acknowledge that all of this, every last dime, all of it comes from you. Every single, every single piece. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own <laughs> have we given thee. We, we, we give you what is already yours. That's what the time is all about. All right. So he says it causes the blessing to flow because when we do it, we are a part of the body, a part of the body. We are in him. He is in us. But we are seated together. We're seated together. All right. We are to reign as priests and kings before his throne. John chapter 17, verse 14. Who has that? John chapter 17. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, John chapter, yeah, John chapter 17, verse 14. Who has that, please? You didn't assign that one. I didn't assign it? No. All right, Elder Deborah, go ahead and read that for me, please. John 17 and 14. John 17 and 14 says, reading from the NIV, 
translation. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Yes, one more time, please. Just one more time. Okay. John 17, 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Amen. Thank you so much. So you can see we are not of the world. They are not of the world anymore than I am not of the world. And he's talking about you and I. All right. Ephesians chapter two, verse six says we're seated with him. Y'all turn here real quick. Ephesians chapter two, verse number six. Ephesians chapter two, verse number six. All right. Thank you. I'll start at five. Even when we were dead in sins, Ephesians chapter two, verse five and six. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, together with Christ. By grace are you saved and hath raised us up together. We're raised us. He quickened us together. We're raised up together. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Y'all see that? We were quickened together. We were raised up together and we sit with him together. So when he was quickened, that means you were quickened. When he was raised up, that means you were raised up. This is what I'm telling you. When you realize what he has done for you, you will, you will, you will say, my God, I don't have to, I don't have to deal with these conditions because I've been raised up. <laughs> I've been raised up. Now I'm going to walk and talk like I've been raised up. I'm not going to walk and talk like I've been defeated because I've been raised up. And you've been seated with him in heavenly places because we are not of this world. So if you're going to maintain your body, your relationship with the body of Christ, you got to realize, you got to realize what your obligation is, what your duty is, what your responsibility is as a believer. The D is to discover your source of dominion. I'm only going to do four tonight. The O is obtain your knowledge uh, on the effective use of your weapons. The M is maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. We do that. Uh, we do that uh, by understanding the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. The body is a divine relationship with Christ. Uh, paying our tithe, returning our tithe helps us to maintain the body. All right. Listen, uh, one of the things that uh, that we encourage on every fast, uh, I don't think we've ever been on the fast of the voice church where we took away this water. You know why? Because you need water to live, honey. <laughs> you need water to live. Now, Jesus fasted with no food, no water, but we ain't Jesus. Praise the Lord. We're going to drink water. Amen. Glory to God. Because we need some water. All right? You're supposed to drink uh, uh, half your body weight in ounces every day. That's what you're supposed to drink because we need water to live. We need water to maintain the body. And when we do these things that we just described, we maintain the body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Last one, the I. D-O-M-I. Let's do the I and then we'll quit. You have to identify your enemy if you're going to have dominion. The D is discover your source of dominion. The O is obtain knowledge on effective use of your weapons. The M is maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. And the I is identify your enemy. How can you win a battle when you don't know who you're fighting? How can you have dominion when you don't know who the enemy is? <laughs> How can you control anything when you don't know 
who the antagonist is, who, who the perpetrator is. You got to know who your enemy is. All right. And let me tell you this. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Your enemy is not people. Your enemy is spirits and demons and devils. You're not fighting against people. You fight against spirits and demons and devils. John 10 and 10. Did I, did I sign that? Brother Holloway, give me that, please. John 10 and 10. 10 and 10. Alrighty. Mm -mm. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's our enemy. He wants to steal from us. He wants to kill and he wants to destroy us. That's all he wants to do. He wants to steal. He wants to kill and he wants to destroy. He wants to kill our destiny. He wants to kill our ideas. He wants to kill our joy and our peace. He wants to steal our peace. He wants to take your peace away. He wants to take everything that God has given to you. He wants to take that away from you. And he wants to destroy. He wants to leave us in pieces, leave us in shambles. But for those, amen, that know their God, they will do exploits. <laughs> oh, my God, they will, they will walk in power. God wants us to walk in dominion. He wants us to walk in his image. He wants us to walk in who he's called us to be. Battles are not natural. They're spiritual. I like that song we sing in the church sometimes. It says, this is how I fight my battles. How, how do we fight our battles? We fight our battles on our knees. We fight our battles in prayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how we fight our battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. There was a, that, that, that song comes from the scripture when um, Elijah was going out to the battle and it looked like they were surrounded. And the, the, his servant got all nervous and, and got all twisted up. He was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill us. They're going to get us. And, Eli you know, Elijah, he just prayed a prayer. See, this is, what, this is how you know you got dominion. He, he went into prayer. And this is what he said. He said, God, take the scales off this man's eyes and show him that there's more with us than there are with them. That's a good spot to land the plane tonight. My God. He says, show him. And the Lord took the scales off the man's eyes and he saw, you know what he saw? Dun, 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 dun. Y'all know what that is? Chariots of fire. Dun, 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 He saw nothing but chariots of fire all around him all around it and he said oh my god we got a we got a, a, a army of angels we got an army of of warriors and he could see in the spirit that there was more with them than was against them i need somebody on oh i'm trying not to preach it i need somebody on here tonight to understand that there's more with you than they are against you you got more help than you have opposition. Come on, somebody. Receive this word. Lift your hands if you have to. My God. I mean, you got more with you than is against you. Your battle is not in the natural. It is in the spirit. The, 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 the devil is not scared of natural tactics. He's not scared of that. But he's scared of the word. 
<laughs> he's scared of somebody that got dominion. He's scared of somebody that knows who they are in Christ. I mean, you got to remind him that he is defeated and Jesus has already won the victory. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. You won it all for me. Death could not hold him down. You are the risen king. I better leave it alone. <laughs> My God. Seated in majesty. Yes, Lord. You are the risen king. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Remind him. Remind him. Remind him. Colossians 2 and 15. Sister Vivian, get that. We're closing out. Colossians 2 and 15. Colossians 2 and 15. You got it? Are you there? Okay. <laughs> um, right. Start at 14, 14 and 15. 14? Okay. Um, 14. It says, having, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and commend and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, trumping them over them by the cross, triumphing over them by the cross. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. So Jesus already triumphed over it. He already triumphed over, he, he already won the battle. The battle is already won. Remember, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. All right. And, uh, and I'll, I'll leave you with this last thing. I'm closing the book. Um, heaven is where our dominion comes from, not from hell. There should be nothing about hell that you want. <laughs> There's nothing good in hell. There's nothing good about hell. You shouldn't even want no hell in your life. Glory to God. The devil, your devil's the bringing hell in my life. No, we don't want that. We don't want no parts to do with hell. Let me tell you something. The devil don't even want to be in hell. The demons don't even want to go to hell. <laughs> so if demons don't want to go to hell, why would you want to go there? Glory to God. We don't want no parts of hell. Um, in, your, in your own time, you can read in Matthew chapter 8, it's the story of uh, uh, when the demons were, uh, the, the legion, the 6,000 demons were cast out of one man. Imagine one man having 6,000 demons. 6,000 demons. And when Jesus cast the demons out, when he cast the demons out, guess what the demons said? The demons did not want to go to hell. They said, don't let us go. Can we, can we go in those pigs over there? <laughs> they didn't even want to go to hell. The demons don't even want to go to hell. So if demons don't want to go, you know you and I don't need to be there. So you got to know where your source of dominion comes from. It comes from heaven. We are pilgrims passing through here. Amen. We are not of this world. And we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Glory to God. So you have dominion. You have dominion. Uh, that's the D. That's the O. That's the M. And that's the I. And I will get to the N-I-O-N uh, on our next lesson. Questions, comments, golden nuggets, food for thought, special suggestions, and the like. Anybody, everybody, nobody.
going once, going twice. Nobody got a question. Hallelujah. All right, I'll let you review. You know, I'll give you a little Jeffrey 30 seconds. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right, praise God. All right, well, if there's no questions, I'm going to shut it down right here. I thank God for you being on Bible study tonight. Thank God for all of you who are watching over um, online. We give God praise for you. I pray that you learned something about your dominion tonight. I pray you got something out of it. And uh, we are, we've got two days left. Amen. Two days left in our fast. We got tomorrow and Friday, and we will be at 21 days in our fast. And uh, we'll be on the prayer call tomorrow. I'm going to have Elder Charlene to give us our um, prayer call number and playback. I'm going to also have her save the giving portals, even though the giving portals are going to be put in the chat right now. If you want to go in the chat and see the giving portals, they're on there. Let's take time to honor God. Let's take time to give. Now, we've been giving, sewing up to go up during our fast, but that's totally separate from what we do as a normal, regular basis to take care of God's house. We return God's tithe and we give our offerings. All right. Our special sowing is something totally different. Don't combine them. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Take from over here and put it over here and call it special. That ain't special. <laughs> Amen. This is what we're supposed to do. God's tithe and our offerings. And then our sowing up to go up is something different. We're, we're doing that to honor God because we're believing God for special things. All right. Elder Charlene, give us that information right now. Somebody put the information in the chat and then I'll pray us out of here. God bless you, Elder Charlene. God bless you, Bishop. The playback number is 857-357-0208. The code is 681968, or the reference number is the pound sign. You can always email me at crobinson at divorcechurch.org. The given portals are as follows. PayPal, divorcechurch.org. Text my voice to 888-364-GIVE-4483. The cash app is the dollar sign, The Voice Church. Look for the green world logo. Give a fire app is Worship World Church. And you can always mail to post office box 2623, Laurel, Maryland, 20709. Blessings. Thank you, Elder Charlene. We appreciate it. So everybody grab one of those giving portals and let's honor God. We're going to sow as we go. And then we'll be on the prayer call tomorrow at 6 a.m. This coming Saturday. 6 a.m. to 12 noon, we will be in all-day prayer. We're looking for God to outpour his spirit upon us. It's going to be a powerful time. We've got a guest intercessor coming all the way from New York that's going to be with us, Pastor Nelsa, and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a great time. I'll be ministering. Some of our elders and our ministers will be praying as well. Amen. It's going to be a powerful time. We're going to have worship. Amen. We're going to just get in the face of God, and we're going to let the Lord have his way. It's going to be a wonderful time. I love each and every single one of you. Father, thank you for this time of study of the word tonight. I pray, oh God, that this word will become engrafted into our hearts, that we may walk in dominion. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I love you guys. We are a whole 20 minutes early. What time is it? Yeah, a whole 20 minutes early. Enjoy your night. See you on a prayer call in the morning. What what time what time does the fast end on Friday? Uh, the fast ends uh, whenever the Holy Spirit leads you to end the fast on Friday. Okay. Whenever He leads you, and we'll, we will have food at uh, at the prayer on on Saturday as well. So you won't have to worry about what you're going to eat and all that stuff. 
We're gonna have steak and we're gonna have chicken wings and we're hey. gonna, no, I'm, just, I'm just I'm playing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna be there at 5 30. <laughs> steak at six in the morning. <laughs> oh my god. Have steak a best night, and chicken, everybody. yeah. I'm gonna pull up at 5 30. I'll be there at 5.30. <laughs> have a blessed night, guys. Love y'all. Everybody you. have a blessed night. God bless. Good night. Blessings. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you, elders. You're welcome. God bless you. Good night. <laughs>